This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Here we go. It's the Adam Ritz Show. I'm Adam Ritz, and Jay Baker is with me on the phone. Hey, Jay, how's it going? It is going well. Looking forward to another award-winning show. You're a big fan of Metallica, are you not? I love Metallica, and I think Metallica is one of those bands where, you know, on paper, it was the traditional, this is what your parents warned you about. Look at these boys. However, what I love about Metallica is... They're socially conscious without jamming it over your head. And they really do a lot of philanthropic work and take it very seriously. They really do. And they did something last year with marching bands uh, across America. And uh, talk about giving back and such a fun way to do it, uh, especially if you're a Metallica fan listening right now. They just announced their winners of their 2023 uh, marching band Metallica cover song contest. So they, they challenged marching bands across America to incorporate one of their Metallica songs into their routine, you know, when they play at halftime or whatever, uh, or right. when they not only just play it at a game, you know, these marching bands, it's a big deal. They perform at uh, national competitions, um, you know, band day at a, at a state fair where you've got 25 marching bands all doing their routines in a row to win the state championship. So they incorporated a Metallica song. They shot video and, and gave it back to the band and, um, Metallica offered cash prizes to these uh, winners in their categories. Listen to these cash prizes. The bands competed in five categories. There were two collegiate division winners, and they each received $75,000 and $40,000. A high school winner received $15,000. A fan favorite uh, section will receive a $10,000 donation, uh, as well as a, a, the fifth category is another fan favorite for high school with another $10,000 from Metallica going to these marching band programs, which, as you know, they take a lot a lot of funding. I mean, a lot of money oh, to yes. pull this off. Whether I mean, you've got hundreds of kids in, in these marching bands. They've got to get travel to and from the competition. There's meals involved. Forget about the instruments. I mean, have you priced the a, a trombone lately? <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely correct. I can't even And guess. you're going to be buying it for, uh, at best, about four years' worth of use, where it will then gather dust until eternity, you know? Well, there were songs that uh, Metallica chose themselves from their catalog for these bands to play. So uh, some of the more popular ones here that uh, I know rock radio has taken care of their popularity, Enter Sandman, Fade to Black, For Whom the Bell Tolls, uh, Fuel, Master of Puppets, One, Sad But True, The Unforgiven, Wherever I May Roam. I mean, these songs performed by a marching band, 100 people with horns and uh, a drum line and, um, you know, the 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 flag. What are the What's the flag corps called? I guess the flag well, corps. Well, uh, the color guard. The color usually. guard. There you go. Yes. Now, how'd you know that? Well, I've been around a lot of marching bands. You know, I used to do uh, high school football play-by-play, 
And uh, you speaking of these marching bands suddenly breaking into a Metallica song, you'd see a marching band go by and then you'd start sort of humming the tune they were playing. And you realized, oh, the band's playing Carry On Wayward Son by Kansas. You know, <laughs> but, but like you said, with trombones, tubas, and I always love the uh, glockenspiel, which is, uh, you know, it's like the vibes, only it's upright. So it's that real sharp, almost tinny sound to mm-hmm. any uh, to any accompaniment. And yeah, so I've been around a lot of marching bands. And so you kind of pick up on these things. And as you said, these bands uh, thrive, A, on competition, and B, to be competitive. They wade through a lot of cash. You know, there's a marching band uh, in my community who is a, a national contender perennially. I mean, every year. they. In fact, I think last year they did win the national championship. And they just approved funding for an indoor facility for them to practice in. Not unlike uh, any college Division I Power 5 football conference indoor facility. So... It's funny that the uh, you know the other athletic teams and other events at the high school will be able to utilize this facility, but make make no mistake the the millions of dollars funding this uh, facility are from and for the marching band. It's a big oh, deal. Yes. It's a big deal. It is. So here are the uh, the winners. We'll start with high school. Uh, there was a tie for the uh, medium high school, um, Born High School in Born, Texas, and. Malvern High School in Malvern, New York, uh, large high school winner. What, and here's what's unfortunate: I don't have the song they played. I, I wish I knew what song. Oh, see, that would have been they nice. played because I, I just would love to see the reaction of some of the parents that didn't know what was going on when the high school marching band started playing "Master of Puppets" from Metallica <laughs> uh, at halftime. Uh, large high school in Kingsport, Tennessee. It was Dobbins Bennett High School. Congratulations on winning the Metallica contest. Uh, colleges, Divisions 2 and 3, was won by Eastern New Mexico University. They rock out to Metallica at Eastern New Mexico University. And I'll just let you guess. I mean, there's there's too many to choose from. Maybe you'll get it right. But who do you think won the college, Division 1? Uh, so just think Power 5 school. Who would right. rock out? Uh, who would rock out Metallica the best at halftime? I'm thinking somebody like Ohio State. That's my guess. Man, that was a great guess. That was a great guess. Uh, <laughs> and we're not, you know, there's too many to guess. I'll just tell you, it's Auburn, Auburn University. Auburn. There you go. Yeah. So uh, Metallica, alive and well in the Southeastern Conference at Auburn University. They, uh, the marching band at Auburn, won. Uh, I think it was at seventy five thousand dollars from. Uh, Metallica for performing the Metallica song in their routine. Uh, I I just think that's, like you said, Metallica, very socially conscious, philanthropic. Um, I would also add marketing geniuses because what a great way to get thousands, maybe a hundred, hundreds of thousands of young new fans. Because how many trombone players at Auburn never heard of Metallica? Uh, oh, a, f- a few. Yeah. So now they practice the song. They, you know, they looked at the cattle. They had to listen to those thirteen songs to say which one do you want to play. Well, let's do this one. And now there's some. 
there's some kid, some glockenspiel player in Auburn that is in his dorm room right now rocking out to Master of Puppets. <laughs> That's right. No, you're right. And and it makes it fun, too, because their music, uh, if you just listen to the albums, you think, well, that wouldn't lend itself to marching bands. But marching bands can play a pretty amazing uh, array of music now and uh, I do really enjoy the fact that marching bands compete with each other so therefore at halftime instead of getting uh, some off-key rendition of a you know uh, some song that you cannot stand now marching bands have really upped their game you know I would like to I'm just for fun on my own time I'm going to look up some of these performances because marching bands also incorporate some level of choreography with the song so right. that um you know if they're if they're playing a song like up up and away they actually form the shape of a hot air balloon on the football field so i'm wondering if you're if you're playing metallica what is <laughs> what's the choreogra- <laughs> choreography and what shapes are you making on the field i i just can't imagine i gotta look up some of this for fun what kind of mayhem is happening Oh, well, uh, the American Red Cross is urgently sounding an alarm. There is literally an emergency shortage of blood donations. No kidding. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Every year in America, we anticipate sort of a decline in blood supply during warm weather months because people's activity level ramps up. But this particular situation uh, basically is tied to a 20-year low in the blood supply and a 40% dip in contributions to the blood bank, according to the Red Cross. I had no idea. I still hear about you know blood drives, and you see the blood centers around town. I didn't know it was a 20-year low. Yeah, the, you know the numbers kind of don't lie. And here's a, an almost alarming statistic when you combine this with uh, uh, a low blood supply. A person somewhere in the United States needs life-saving blood every two seconds. The, uh, then it wow. is certainly uh, an emergency situation. Yes. If, it, if we're at a 20-year low and, and we need blood that often, uh, something's got to be done. And I thought for sure you would say this is the same person, that he needs blood every two seconds. I was waiting for that. That would be very inconvenient if that's what you had to do every two seconds in your life. Yeah, the low number, they say, is likely connected to uh, respiratory illnesses as we head into the cold weather months. Still some concern about COVID-19. And the flu has been particularly tough this year. Uh, The organization also is blaming the growth of remote work because many offices will start a blood drive or a competition to see who can give blood over the course of five months or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of not happening because you're not in the offices often. Well, let's hope this turns around. Uh, we'll certainly put a link uh, to the American Red Cross, their website, uh, on our webpage in the biography of this episode. Uh, you can find that at adamritzshow.com. Now, until the end of January, uh, the Red Cross is giving away a pair of tickets to the big game in February. As you always know, Adam, you always have to be careful how you mention it, but... Uh, 
there's a professional sports league that plays a fairly big game in February. And if you make a Red Cross donation uh, until the end of February, you will be automatically registered uh, for a pair of tickets. It includes round-trip airfare, three-night hotel stay, a $1,000 gift card. So it's pretty nice. Uh, this big game, by the way, is going to be played at Allegiant Stadium. So that's actually going to be kind of cool as a is lot that, of people. That's the brand new one in Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas. Yes. And, and uh, I can say that that's uh, just an estimation. That's at least a $10,000 trip because oh, I, I think yes. Super, oh, I almost said it. <laughs> <laughs> the the, ga- the big game tickets, I, those are, I, I mean, those are $3,000 each now. Aren't those about uh, three grand no each? Yeah, no kidding. They're usually just prohibitively expensive. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience to attend this game live. You and I famously worked for perhaps the, the worst, but intriguing radio station owner on the planet and remember how he just decided up he just up and hey what'd you do over the weekend you know you and i are like hey you know cleaned up the garage blah 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 (laughs) here's our boss yeah i went to the big game (laughs) he was like you did what yeah, I, we couldn't even afford the drive-through uh, at the intersection closest to our house, and he just uh, up and went to the big game. <laughs> My favorite part of that story was he had to buy a pair of tickets because the ticket broker would only sell him a pair. But because our particular gentleman was not the most loved guy on the planet, he still ended up going to the game by himself because he didn't have a buddy to go with him. No, I wouldn't have gone to that game either. (laughs) Most people wouldn't have. At any rate, uh, before we digress to the point of going off the side of the cliff, uh, do uh, go to Red Cross Blood, all one big word, Red Cross Blood, Dot org uh, to get yourself uh, signed up to uh, be eligible for this once-in-a-lifetime trip. And then also give blood because America needs you to do that. That's a win-win. That is the definition of a win-win. And then you'll see somebody uh, win at that game, which is super. <laughs> yes, it is. Hey, I'm kind of I'm going to put you on the spot, but it's so funny when – this was real big in our hometown for whatever reason that you just sort of from a social studies standpoint knew what the population of the world was and then also sort of knew what the population of the United States was because, you know, this helps put into perspective. If you say this guy's the best boxer in America, well, he's the best one of how many, what do you think the current population of the United States is. I'm going to say 338 million people. Well, the estimates from the U.S. Census Bureau, your answer was so wonderfully close, and it shows you that, yes, you would get a passing grade in social studies. The current U.S. population is 300 and 35 million oh i was so close so close if you went out to high five everybody of the 335 million it would take more time than you have left on earth (laughs) that's a fun fact that's not so fun now here's a good question for you because i need to be always be reminded of this what do you think the world population is 
Well, it's a pretty round number to me. I just always say eight billion with a B, eight billion people. You are on top of it. For many years, it was sort of in the six to seven billion range. Uh, but yes, eight billion is the estimate. Uh, they haven't really gone out and counted every single person, <laughs> but at or near eight billion. It'd be tough to do, really, to know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be. Once again, you could go out and count, uh, get a clipboard and lots of paper. It's, it's going to take you a while. It'd take you a while to count everybody. Well, and then the new odd thing that, that's going on, and I understand people's need and want for privacy, but now the Census Bureau is having a difficult time really even counting the people in the United States because most people, I shouldn't, well, I shouldn't say most, I don't know how to quantify the exact number, but a number of people are very mistrustful of the government wanting to know anything about you. Yeah, there's no um, law that uh, you don't get arrested if you don't answer the Census Bureau, right. do you? I mean, no. it's, 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 it's heavily encouraged by your um, municipalities. They make you feel like you're going to get in trouble if you don't uh, respond. But if you don't, nothing's going to happen. And you're absolutely right. In this day and age, when the when the doorbell rings or when a, the phone rings, you don't want to answer it. And if it is, if <laughs> no. you do answer it and somebody says, how many people are in your household? You hang up. <laughs> I know. We've become our own worst enemies, have we not? Hey, when this story broke, I thought of you immediately. A Florida woman is taking on Hershey, the candy giant, for allegedly having misleading packaging. And I don't know if you saw this story. I did not. No. What? What uh, is it? Well, let me guess the candy. Is it? Is it a specific candy or just Hershey's in general? Well, no. It's it's uh, Hershey's and it's their Reese's brand. Okay. Uh, peanut butter candies, and around Halloween. They used to, well, you know the candy lineup so well, and especially for Reese's, but uh, they had a candy that was sort of pumpkin shaped, Mm -hmm. and on the package, the pumpkin actually, you know, was carved just like a jack o' lantern pumpkin with scary eyes and a scary mouth. Now you and I know that if you buy a bag of those treats, the individual treats are just pumpkin shape they're they're they're, not decorated in any way no well she says that hershey falsely promised that its holiday themed reese's peanut butter candies would have a carved out artistic design she said she wouldn't have paid 449 for a bag of (laughs) reese's peanut butter pumpkins if she was aware that the candies didn't have the cute looking carved eyes and mouth that was shown on the package. So she's actually suing the company. You know, if if they carved <laughs> out the eyes and the mouth, yeah. you would get less chocolate because yes. they, you have to, you know, carve out space to make the eyes. You, you lose chocolate. Does she realize you that? You would lose chocolate. At any rate, uh, we do not know how the lawsuit is proceeding, but she is seeking at least $5 million. I don't know if her claim is there, you know, that she felt that her money had been misspent or she had emotional trauma. I'm not making fun of any of that, 
but that seems like a bit of a stretch to me. That is a stretch. That would pro- that's going to get thrown out of court. Uh, talk about you know we've got other problems. I mean, yes, people every two seconds someone needs blood, and we're worried yes. about and someone's worried about their, their what's on not on their Reese's pumpkin. Uh, she should well, just be happy and lucky. That it's in the shape of a pumpkin that they got that right. If I was an attorney involved in this suite in this suit, I would have you come up as an expert witness because you know the candy lineup for and you know from the front to the back, and you knew that those pumpkin candies weren't carved just like the label yeah. showed. The label was just trying to be a whimsical depiction of some delicious candy, and like you said, if the candy company had actually done that, they would have taken away your life-giving chocolate <laughs> now jay i'm i'm seeing in court during this lawsuit and litigation uh-huh. I, I can almost see the judge say okay i'm gonna need to see the evidence and they look at this woman and she's just got chocolate all over her face <laughs> and the evidence is gone she cannot produce the evidence she ate it oh this, this has to get thrown out Oh, my goodness. I think if I were the judge, I'd be tempted to. Supposedly, she spent $4.49. I would put $4.49 in an envelope, hand it to her, and go, next. Yeah, on your way. Next. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Hey, this is the kind of weather. And uh, speaking of the 335 million people in our country, a lot of people have been adversely affected by weather over the last few days. And it kind of looks like at any given moment, another storm could crop up depending on where you live. So it is probably time to think about what your strategy is going to be if you have to actually go out and do some shoveling on your driveway and your sidewalks. We talked a little bit uh, earlier on the Adam Rich Show about the fact that you've got to be super careful because part of the reason why shoveling the drive where the sidewalk can be dangerous is you're sucking in a lot of cold air and that constricts the blood that flows between your heart and your lungs and we're going to have a lot of uh extreme cold this weekend across the country my dad and i were talking uh we're both big football fans and uh the wild card game this weekend between uh, Kansas City and Buffalo. I think it's the Bills, right? The Chiefs and the Bills. Yes. But it's at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, and they're saying that it could be the coldest game on record in the history of the NFL. Uh, even, that's even counting, you know, Green Bay, Lambeau Field. There's, right. I think the, the high is five in Kansas City. So Goodness. if it's about zero at kickoff and you throw in a little wind chill, I mean – this is a great opportunity for all of us football fans or not to, uh, to just take a take a step, take a beat, think about extreme weather, extreme cold, what it's going to take to keep you and your family safe in your car, throw an extra blanket in the trunk, always make sure there's more than half a tank of gas uh, in your gas tank. Um, our thoughts and prayers are also, we're speaking about weather, with the people of uh, the Panhandle in Florida, with the tornadoes over the past week um, in Panama City Beach. Did you see some of that devastation? Yeah, tremendous devastation, and it does remind you that tornadoes can oftentimes be much stronger storms than tor- than hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just horrible, and you really feel for the people directly involved. So, well, I'm sure um, you know we've already mentioned Red Cross earlier in the show. Uh, Red Cl- Red Cross uh, Blood dot org is where you go for the blood donation. 
shortage and to sign up and register to win those tickets to the big game, uh, you can search out redcross.org for information on how you can help out the people in the panhandle with the uh, tornado cleanup that's happening. Absolutely. So, uh, thinking about uh, attacking a little shoveling, uh, here's some things that uh, the experts are recommending. One of the things that you want to think about for sure is what you're wearing, what you're wearing on your head, what you're wearing on your hands, and what you're wearing on your feet. Make sure you have footwear with good grip. Of course, that won't help you if it's icy, but it certainly will be a step to keep you away from falling. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I didn't even think of that. It doesn't even have to be that cold for you to slip on ice and, and really change your life forever. Yeah, no kidding. So be careful and be aware of that. And they do say that taking on shoveling, you should take on like you would any sort of exercise uh, in the gym. You should warm up first. Any kind of light activity, such as walking, stretching, lunges, anything to kind of get your heart rate up and your blood flowing uh, helps you when it comes time to shuffle. So you actually need to approach it almost like it's uh, an athletic event. How much is uh, does it cost now to have a you know a kid in your neighborhood shovel your driveway? <laughs> Do you remember that back in the seventies when it? Well, the, uh, my friends and I, as soon as it would snow, we'd there'd be dollar signs in our eyes, and we'd grab our mittens and shovels, and you just hit the entire neighborhood, and you'd make a couple hundred dollars in cash and divide it up. I, I, we we charged, I think, ten dollars a driveway back then. Yeah. So I think, you know, with inflation. It's got to be like $250 now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? More kids today than ever are shoveling driveways. Well, that was going to be our number one tip. If you are facing the daunting task of, you know, visible snow in the driveway, is be very aware of your own abilities, but get help if need be. Uh, you know, Adam and I have always talked about the kind of interesting thing about philanthropy is people either have time or they have money they rarely have both so with some luck you have a few extra coins around the house that you could share with the eager lads in your neighborhood and have one of them do it because they're a little younger a little tougher and a little more resilient and uh if you have uh, a neighbor who's elderly uh, no one's saying you have to shovel their entire driveway, but uh, if you are out shoveling your driveway, why not go over there and just make a path from their front yes. door to their mailbox? Uh, maybe that just adds another eight minutes of work to your shoveling, and it really saves them uh, an enormous hassle of having to walk out to their mailbox in several inches of snow, slush, ice, etc. Right. One of the things that they are recommending is as you shovel, you should bend at the hips, bending at the knees. It uses the bigger muscles in your body to do the lifting. So even though you think, well, you know, it's just a shovel full of snow, repetitively, that can be, uh, you know, a big tax on your back. They recommend that you use those ergonomic shovels with the curve mm -hmm. in the shaft of the shovel. So yeah. that actually is a little bit better. Uh, it allows you to bend more at the hips, keep a flatter back. Uh, and then one of the things uh, that they recommend, and it makes good sense, is you don't have to pick up a big amount of snow at once. 
In fact, it works a lot better if you maybe only get about a half shovel full of snow. Yeah, you know, after a big wet snow, when when the kind of snow we you know you call it packing snow that makes a great snowball or a snowman, th- that's the heaviest snow. And I have uh, I'm guilty of you know you you make a big long row across your driveway and you get to the yes. end and you go to pick it up to throw it off the edge in the yard. You can't even move it. <laughs> it's so heavy. Uh, it is tough. Yeah. So so be aware of that. Uh, and then. They're even recommending sometimes, you know, when you go to uh, your local home improvement store that has the huge lineup of snow shovels because tis the season, as we like to say, it's that time of year again. It's that time of year. Uh, (laughs) So they even recommend sort of one of the uh, newer shovels are shovels with a smaller blade. And you would think that would be counterproductive, but you actually can work a little more efficiently by picking up less snow. Yeah, the wider blade means the row you push is going to be heavier, very heavy. Absolutely. And as Adam said, too, uh, think about terms of pushing snow off to the side as much as possible as opposed to lifting it. Here's our uh, final uh, snow shoveling tip, Jay, as we wrap yes. up the show. I, I learned this the hard way when I was about 11 years old, and my dad made me shovel the driveway. Uh, it had iced over. You know, when you when you don't shovel the driveway and you drive over it uh, two or three dozen times, then it just becomes packed ice. And then you try to <laughs> shovel that. Well, I went out with a hammer, and I would hammer the ice to get it to break up so I could shovel it and get it off the driveway. Don't do that, because that'll just crack yes. the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you see how mad your dad really gets. <laughs> All right, Jay, yeah. thanks for the great topics. Everybody, thanks for listening. If you want to check out the show again in podcast form, it's on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com. 